Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info. Hey, you just got Daryl rolling his solo, but it's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. Man, can you believe, can you, can you actually believe that the Dallas Cowboys, they didn't win yesterday, but that's not the worst part. Coach Garrett actually had the nerve to throw his quarterback under the bus, saying that he didn't take chances down the field. He relied on a lot of short passes. You know, and it's the same kid that he was actually, and, and no, I take that back. You know, um, Garrett has never actually come out and really jumped up. Uh, he did his last quarterback, and I'm not even going to call his name. But, hey, but, yeah, I just really, I really feel that, um, you know, this guy, Garrett, he could have done this a little bit better. This is the second game of the season. He's going to throw this kid under the bus. He didn't throw his offensive line. He didn't throw his receivers under the bus. Des Bryant didn't necessarily have a very good game. But um, I really do have a little concern about, um, about Garrett throwing this guy under the bus like that. Um, but season is young. Season is young, and we still have a whole lot more football to play. And, and and it wouldn't surprise me to see these Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs in a, in 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 a, in a serious way this year. And um, you know, the, um, but Dak Prescott has to play better without question, and he does have to take more chances downfield. But at the same time, we got to make sure that Des Bryant is doing his thing too. And speaking of quarterbacks. Man, I guess I really am a little concerned about this guy, uh, Russell Wilson, and the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, their 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 offense truly looks just just I mean stagnant. I mean, it's just it it, it looks it looks like Russell is not the Russell that we saw two years ago. And, you know, and I've said this before about Russell Wilson. You know, hey man. You got a woman like Sierra at your house. You you're not really focusing on the game like you could and you should. And I really think that um that Russell Wilson really his it's something going on. I don't know what it is. Now we've had we've heard stories about Russell Wilson and basically his teammates saying that they just don't like him. You know, um, says he's not a very he's not a very um easy person to um to talk to or associate with and i don't know if i can see that in russell wilson i don't really know him but that is the the mo on russell wilson but when he goes 23 of 39 for 198 yards that's just not good you know i mean that that really is not good one touchdown and no interceptions but but that's just that's just awful, and you know his competition was worse, fifteen or twenty seven for ninety nine yards, 
and one interception, no tu- no touchdowns. This is just you know, this is this is this is a concern, and I know it has to be a concern for the National Football League. You know, here's a team like Seattle. Their quarterback throws for 198 yards in the second game of the season, but on the other side of the ball, uh, the San Francisco's 49ers quarterback Brian Hoyer throws for 98 yards, and they lose for the second week in a row. But this time they didn't lose as bad as they did last week. But San Francisco playing Seattle, and Seattle wins 12-9. Only one touchdown was scored in the entire game. Um, it, it, it's, 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 it's a little bit concerning, and the NFL has had probably some of the lowest ratings. I remember last week they were concerned about the ratings going down. Now, this week, not only are they um, concerned about the ratings going down, but the viewership, you know, people are just not watching football as much as they they used to because, for one thing, we have so many options to watch it now on a a telephone or people are watching other things. But the... NFL, to me, is not as good as it has been in past years. And what I mean is when we look at uh, the Thursday night games, they're awful. I mean, the, 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 the NFL Thursday night games are, are literally, they're, they're awful. It's, 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 not, it's not a competitive matchup, and, um, and it ends up um, not being a, a very good performance. And when we saw that game on on Thursday night, the Cincinnati Bengals played the um, the Houston uh, Houston Texans. This is this is just really not good. Hey, we got Dave on hold. Dave, what's going on? How you doing? Oh, hey, Deke, I'm loving life, baby. Hey, if everybody want everybody, I want to introduce y'all to somebody. It's David Deacons, University of Miami wide receiver. Well, class of uh, 1983, Deke, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, doing well, doing well. Uh, let that hurricane pass on through. I hope y'all got. I hope all the guys down south uh, are, are doing well. We 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 got spared again down here in Stewart. So, uh, hope hope you did okay, also, Dale. Deke, we made out pretty good with the storm. You know, um, I'm up in northern Florida, a little further north than you. Um, just just past Daytona, right between Daytona Beach and St. Augustine, Florida city called Palm Coast, Florida, and the storm, the storm spared us, um, I say spared us, you know, some people still are without lights in my community, but, um, right. I didn't, I didn't see as many trees down as I did probably in the last storm, uh, that might have been Hurricane Matthew that hit, came through a while back. <laughs> so how you doing tonight, man? Hey, man. Doing real good, Deke. Doing real good. I'm I'm still concerned about a lot of the things that I see on television, especially uh, further down south, uh, Homestead and the Keys and down that way. The one thing about it, uh, you know, those guys down there, though, you know, they they. I'm not saying they live for it, and they sure didn't want to see it happen like that. But uh, those guys are resilient. You know, they like they said they'll be up in months, not in years. So, oh yeah, uh, you know you, we gotta applaud those guys down there. That's that's the South Florida <laughs> uh, thought process, and uh, you know 
God bless them, and uh, you know, and hopefully our guys can can kind of get back in here. And Maria stays out to the east, and uh, we actually get to see some hurricane football this weekend. Man, I'm telling you, man, it's been it's, we've had a a long layoff now. Uh, we haven't had a game now in um, almost, this will be three weeks coming up. So the Hurricanes have had a layoff, and they play a pretty good opponent this weekend, Toledo. So um, it's, this is going to be a real test for them. I was down for the first game against Bethune-Cookman, and um, Mark Rick and the offense didn't really show a lot, and um, I think they showed what we pretty much was going to see on defense. They didn't blitz not one time, I don't think. <laughs> right. And, uh, it was it was pretty vanilla, but um, I think I really think we're going to have a, a, a formidable team this year, and I hope that game that we didn't play against Arkansas State doesn't come back to haunt this team. You know, if somebody blames us for the fact that uh, you got a what what was expected to be a Cat Four, a Cat Five hurricane coming in uh, to to the city of Miami, uh, and anybody wants to question that. Uh, they, they just, they've never experienced a hurricane. And, uh, you know, what I'm hoping for these guys is they went, they, they found themselves up there in Orlando and they come back here and I, I got a feeling they, they, they're ready to unleash and let's, let's hope so anyway. Right. Yeah. Let's hope so anyway. You know, and, um, I tell you, um, I had, I have some neighbors here and the city that I live in is, it's basically no one from Florida. I'm probably one of the only people in this whole city that was born in the state of Florida, but we have a lot of transplants from all over the place, especially up North New York, Maryland, all of those places. And, uh, one of my neighbors told me, uh, he says, Daryl, no matter what you say, I'm not staying here next time for the hurricane. So yeah, it was, it's, you know, it, it was pretty, it was pretty terrifying for some people but for you know, me it was just kind of like another one you know you you've been through so many of them i've been through so many of them and and you looked at this storm and you said okay where are you running to <laughs> yeah where, that, where that's are you running to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that was know, okay thing. it was where coming up the middle of the state you want to go to the west side you want to go to the east side we're going <laughs> to yeah. talk to you one way or the other so yeah. yeah, and um, and Dick, you know, can you imagine uh, before they ever had those things called lightning meters and how you can range the distance of lightning and stuff like that? You know, Coach Nellenberger had us out practicing in some storms that looked pretty much like <laughs> that thing that rolled over our state, man. You know, maybe not that severe, but you know, uh, you know, it, it's yeah. funny that you say that. Me and my buddy were at our, our uh, we were at our drinking hole this evening. Uh, yeah. My buddy Kaz that uh, grown up with uh, for since I was thirteen, and I was telling him, I said, you know, I said, you know, uh, this storm and lightning and thunder and heat and all that stuff. I said, I we we used to always say that that Coach Snellenberger, he had a direct line to the Good Lord. Yeah, because he could have lightning and thunderstorms and whatever going on around Green Tree, but it just never seemed to get. The green tree never seemed to get to us. Man, you could see it a mile away. Like, oh boy, we get better go inside. I never I got him, to I, us, man. I told him one day. I said because obviously I wasn't the tallest guy in the huddle. I decided I would just kind of crouch down because lightning was popping so far around <laughs> that, that I figured all the taller people. <laughs> I just, I just, I just crouched uh, down. 
Chow's a little shorter than the rest uh, of them, even you know, already. So. Man, I tell you, it was only one time I could ever remember that Coach Snellenberger said, take it in, guys. I just saw one hit a little too close. Yeah, that was it, man. <laughs> one time. You know? That was Mark Light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh yes. my lord! Now I got a question for you, Daryl. Go ahead. Yeah, let's talk. Uh, uh, I don't know if if you have a copy, but have you read Coach Snellenberger's book? No, I have not, D. Oh no. my goodness! Uh, my my wife and I went over to Spain to uh, meet up with my youngest daughter, uh, twenty one years old. Uh, decided she'd go to Spain and study abroad for a semester. Nice. And so I had eight. A total of 18, 19 hours of flight time. And I don't read. So I pulled out Coach Snellenberger's book, and I decided to start reading it going over to Spain, and I, I finished it coming back. Wow. What One, what a great book. I, no, I won't say that. Just just think about water. All right. <laughs> How much water did it. you get? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coach Snellenberger, one of us coaches from our right. school, he thought a water break made you soft, man. Tell right. you, he right. wasn't with that. Many, you know? I, I remember many a day there was no water break. Yeah, it was no water break. Yeah, no, if you didn't perform. No. Yeah. Four or five hour man, practice. Yeah. Man, could you, you remember those days when you just be looking? They had a water sitting over there on the tables and everything. <laughs> and you just waiting for the whistle to blow for a water break. For a water break. Wipe it off. Break, wipe it off. <laughs> and, 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 and just waiting and waiting and waiting. By the time you got over there, you got a cup of cool water. Not cold water. Just cool. If you were lucky. Yeah, I remember those days, Dick. I mean, Dick, and I, I've told this story before on the show. But when Jimmy Johnson came, it was a year after you left. Things right. changed. Things changed. And and um, Jimmy Johnson bought these big water coolers, the ones we have on the sideline that you push and the water just come out. Mm-hmm. He brought those out to the field, put them out, put them in about maybe four different places. And he said, anytime anyone wants to go and get a drink of water, they can stop whatever they're doing and go get a drink of water. Now, you know, all days. of us, a lot of us <laughs> thought that was a setup. You know what I mean? So we was right. like scared to go over there. You know, man, this is a setup, man. Exactly. So go over there, they're going to label you as, you know, you're not a tough guy. You can't handle it. But that was a, that was a change of football. That was, that was actually the change. That year they started the change where you could go get water anytime you want. You can get a drink of water anytime you want on the field. And so I, I tell you, man, that was, that was a big experience for me. Oh, I, I laughed. Uh, I came back after uh, I left Miami because, you know, I got to coach y'all guys a little bit in the spring. Right. With uh, Eddie Brown and Reggie uh, Sutton and, uh, and Coach uh, Snellenberger. I got to do my internship for my degree uh, under Coach Snellenberger. Right. And uh, I found out real quick that my 40 hours turned into whatever, how many hours he decided <laughs> they would be. Uh, right. Like he told me, he says, uh, who's giving you the grade? I'm like, well, okay, I guess I'll break down <laughs> film tonight. You there you go. There you go. Uh, but I, I came back here, and, and I laughed because I was, I was helping coach Martin County High School back in the, the mid-'80s. And uh, 
uh, I, I was coaching wide receivers, and uh, this one kid decided he would just, I was talking to him, not in a happy way, and he decided to just turn his head on me and uh, go to the water fountain. So when he came back, I decided I'd turn his head and make sure we understood each other. That wasn't going to happen again. And it was funny because I got a tap from the head coach and says, oh, please, God, get your hand off his face mask. You know, he water anytime he wants to. <laughs> oh, okay. Different, different time. Yeah, it was a different time. You know, it really was. And hey, and times have continued to change, man, like we were talking about today. And we can see that same change trickling up in the NFL. The product that they put on the field now is not nearly as good as a product that we look at that we looked at 10 years ago or five years ago. The teams are not as good. The players are not as good. And probably more than anything, they're not working as hard as they did no. when, per se, when we played. You know, no. I, I looked at a high school game. And I know I, I played on a really good high school team. But I, I looked at a, a, a rival team, two teams in my city play. And I'm telling you honestly, that both of those teams combined couldn't have, my, my high school team would have still whooped them by 40, and we would have took it easy on them. And I'm telling you, it was just that. I, and it's because these kids are just not nearly as physical. They don't nope. appear to have the same kind of passion that we had for the game. And uh, and, it, and it shows. It really does show. Yeah. They don't have the mindset to work that hard to yeah. give up what it takes to go that far. That mindset isn't there I see it a lot. I, I've co I coached Pop Warner for 20, 20 years in <laughs> Stewart, Florida. And uh, it, and that was probably, that's now going on 12 years ago, but another 15, 18 years into the baseball. So I just gave that up for my youngest son, Dalton, uh, uh, two years ago. And it's yeah. a complain uh, type thing these days. It's not just go out there, give everything. I don't know. It's just different. Uh, it is. You know, but, who, you know, who knows what's right or wrong, but you're talking about the NFL, and, and I think that's just uh, what you're seeing now is just what's come out of the, the lower leagues through, through the Pop Warner, through the through the high school, through the, through the colleges. Not all of them, obviously, but right. uh, the, the work ethic is, isn't there. The to you know, I don't know. Who knows? Well, you you know we have a lot of it's a lot of people that complain that kids practice too hard, they practice too long. Um, some kids practice longer than others. They should have a, they have a competitive edge. And I can tell you honestly, now I don't think anyone in the world practiced more than we did at University of Miami. I mean, we would have film session before practice, film session after practice. One year we practiced three times a day before the season ever started. The Florida Gators beat us. Then we went on to win every game after that, win the national championship. So I don't think anybody practiced harder than us <laughs> back then. You know, and, and Coach Stunnenberg truly manipulated all of our time oh, because oh, he needed I, I always I always laugh. You'd, you'd walk into the locker room. You'd look at day schedule. Yeah. It's a stationary scrimmage. You know, you'd go through your individuals. You'd go through your seven-on-sevens. You'd get your water break, and then we're going into stationary scrimmage. 
And Snellenberger knew good and well we didn't know how to stationary scrimmage. There was no way that anybody could ever do it the way he wanted. It was just his way of saying, we're going to scrimmage today. We're going to scrimmage today. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that meant. Yeah. We're going to scrimmage today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hit people. You know, yeah, so. and you're going to get hit, for sure. Exactly, yeah. all day long. Uh, it, oh, yeah. Lord, yeah, it's yeah. funny. It was. Hey, Dick, we got some other calls, man, but hey, don't right, be a man. stranger, man. We're here every nice Monday night. with you. I know I promised I'd call here and there, and I uh, saw it tonight, and uh, I decided I'm sitting out on my patio uh, looking out at the little manatee pocket here in Stewart, Florida, Port Salerno, Florida, actually, talking man. to a good friend. Love you, brother. Love you too, bro. Probably see you down there this weekend. You probably will see me down there this weekend. Much love, Deacon. Don't be a stranger, man. Give us a call here on Sports Info Show every Monday night from 8 to 9 o'clock. All right. Peace. Later. Hey, that was David Deacon's former teammate, University of Miami. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we got Vince on the line from Lauderdale, Fort Lickledale, on the Sports Info Show on voiceamerica.com. flagship station for sports voice america sports get ready for the get down with hurley brown want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches we'll talk everything sports but with a focus on the nfl nba and college football we'll review and preview the week's big games we'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news recruiting and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams? It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info What's going on? We got Vince on the line with us. Vince from Fort Lickerdale. What's going on? No, I mean Fort Lauderdale, Florida. What's happening, Vince? I'm all right. I just wanted to tell you, Miss Oliver, I called in tonight and tell you we can finally congratulate the Dolphins. They showed up to show that they can be competitive this year. For the first time in several years, they don't look as good as they can be, but they good. They kind of solid. You know what I mean? They start off slow, though. And I think that boy um, played running back for them. Um, 
Uh, um, what is his name? Jay Ajay. Jay Ajay. He's one of the toughest running back, I think, in the league. I think I he is. I would agree with you on that. I think, I would wonder when they got rid of Miller and all them, but they got a big bite now. He's a good bite. I'm going to tell you something. Yesterday in that game, right, in the Dolphin game, the guy kicked the field goal like with no time left to go on the clock. And he missed it. A 41 yard field goal, I think it was. 41 or 51 yard field goal. He no, missed 41. it. 41 yard field goal. Now, um, last week in the Denver Bronco game, he did the same thing. He missed a game winning field goal. But he got now, a job. I ain't know. I'm not so sure he gonna have a job, man. The coach already said he was bringing in. The coach already said he was bringing in some um, people for um, for a little competition for him this week, man. So I'm just saying. I think the Dolphins so squeaked out a victory. You can't miss two field goals and you trying to win the Super Bowl, and this can be the Super Bowl time and you missing the field goal. Man, just going to the playoffs would be and, good for and, the Chargers, you know, man. Come on now. Come on, let's you know what? You know what I say to myself? I see Vetter at the one play for New England Patriots, Vetter Terry. And Johnson mm-hmm. for, for the Raiders. Kick that ball. And they done been in the league damn near 30 years. You know, Lord. It's 30 years. I, I hear you, Vince. I, I, and I, I, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> He's a this, this young boy here probably getting ready to lose his job, man. Because he's missed two game-winning field goals. And that's all you want as a team is just to put yourself in a position to win the game. And he's, and his team has put put themselves in a position to win back-to-back weeks. And, he's, and he went out there on the field and couldn't come through. And couldn't come through. So I'm saying if that was Janikowski, they would have won that game. You understand? That was Janikowski kicking that field goal, um, or Benatari kick, kicking either one of those field goals. This team will be two and zero instead of zero yeah, and two. I'm saying so. It means a lot, man. And so I look at it. I say the Dolphins. The Dolphin. The Dolphin played okay. They they they, they yeah. really did. But this team. Uh, but um, San Diego Chargers. They they one of the scrappiest teams I ever seen in my life. Ever since I've been watching football, they were scrappy and scrappy and scrappy. Yeah. So, you know, um, the Dolphins came out yesterday with a victory, and I, I'm I'm a little I'm a little well, concerned about how how they gonna do. And they were ten seconds left in the game. Why did they didn't run one more play? They had one more timeout. I couldn't understand. I man, a forty-one yard field goal in the NFL, and you get paid. He picks up a check every week, Vince, probably for like $12,000, man. This dude that mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. uh, yeah, I feel go. But anyway, I, I, like I was telling you, I think University of South Florida going to be our headache to get University of Miami to win that division this year. To go over further. That's going to be the showdown okay. this year. That's our ride okay. this year. Well, the Dolphins got a got a little break this week because um, they play the Jets. But let me ask you a question, Vince, before we let you get out of it, because we got some callers on the line. How did you How did you feel about Jay Cutler yesterday? Jay Cutler, yeah. He he. One, one thing I, I like about him, he's playing like a veteran, and and that's the only thing you can ask for. 
he doing his job. I like that. Now, I, 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 we, we weren't doing nothing. I, I have to say he ain't doing nothing. But he, what he doing, color doing what it takes to win. Not mistake, not interception, putting the ball in the right place. And when, remember one ball going into halftime, when he was in Chicago, he was forced it in there and throw the interception. But he throw like it so far at the stadium, there ain't nobody would go catch it. And they went into the halftime. So that's why I know he, he, his veteran move had kicked in. Let's you know his experience kicked in. I, I feel you on that. I, 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 yeah. I always liked him. I just felt like I don't know if the Dolphins system for him. But like I say, it's just a, it's a curse on us. Because, you know, I'm used to the Dolphins. We were 72-0, and, and we from Lauderdale, and we from Miami. Oh, man. Man, you talking about... You talking about forty years ago, Vincent? Come on, man. What I'm just saying though, that's why I say he must be was a curse on him because he ain't did nothing since then. The only thing they can live off is the Well, hey, I take that back. Dan Marino was probably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Yep. And hey, yeah, and, and so the Dolphin can hang their hat on that too. Hey, Vince, we got to get out of here, yep. man. We got Damon on the line. We'll holler at you, Vince, on the next go round. Hey, Matt, we got Damon on the line. Hey, what's happening? Hey, how's it going, Dale? Man, that Vince from Lickerdale, man, he'll keep me on the... He'll he, he hog the whole show if we let him, man. I'm telling you. You know, he <laughs> has some good points from time to time. You know, but hey, hey, hey. Hey, everything good? You made it through the storm okay? I made it through, man. Um, uh, fortunately, I didn't have too much power uh, outage, but it was, it was good. It was good. That's good, man. I, you know, um, my pastor at church yesterday said, you don't lose your power. You might lose your electricity, but you don't lose your power. Hey, that is, that, <laughs> that's, that's a strong word. Uh, and isn't that a strong word? Yeah, man. I lost a little, a little electricity for about, about uh, I think it went out at 7. It came back on at 8 o'clock just before the Monday night football game. But... Uh, <laughs> I lost my electricity, but I never lost my power. You know what I'm saying? I was still pushing on, man. I was right. ready to rest it for a long time. And I storm it was a, a serious storm. caused a lot of damage. We've had, even had some deaths from this storm. Um, and, I, and I guess I, I, I look at it like I've, I've gone through this a few times with these hurricanes. And... To me, I don't think you should run unless you unless they when they tell you to evacuate. I think it's time for you to evacuate. But until then, I think you just need to sit still. Sit and, still, yeah. You know, you know, there, there was a lot of people that uh, they were standing on the highway trying to evacuate. I know. And then when they got to destinations, uh, which was probably Georgia, they ran from the hurricane into the hurricane. I know, man. You know, um, one of my buddies, we were talking about running and leaving and going place for the storm. He said, my grandmother used to say, you run from a storm and run right into a storm. It might not be no bad weather there, but you ain't got no gas. You ain't got no place to stay. You know, it's traffic, a whole bunch of people in one little small place. So you can leave a storm and have another storm and it don't even rain. And that's what a lot of people encountered. One of my neighbors went to Tennessee and he said it took them 16 hours to get back to Florida. Wow. And he said it took them. He said it took them 
eight hours, I think, to get there and 16 hours to get back. I would have just, man, how? I know I would have been miserable. But hey, man, what's going on in your world of sports, man? Your man Jameis Winston, he's doing his thing over there at Tampa Bay. Looked real good yesterday. Florida State, man, um, the, the 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 young quarterback went down on you. And, and uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how how the Seminoles, um, how the Seminoles return from from that. You know what I mean? That's going to be well, very interesting. We got NC State this week, and um, Blackman, I've been looking at highlights. He, he can throw the ball accurately, but I'm not worried about that. It's just like his frame. Can he take the hits that uh, Francois took? Yeah. Because, you know, he's a thin guy. But we do have depth at quarterback. But I'm just I'm just waiting to see what he's going to do with uh, live contact. I tell you this, I'm a little bit concerned that anybody that stands back there and have to take the punishment that Francois took against Alabama. I mean, man, it, it was sometime they just didn't let somebody go free. You know, he had, I, I know he had to hear a couple of... Yeah, Damon, I'm telling you, man, I really think the guy Francois, he, he took some brutal hits on that against Alabama. Um, and Florida State hasn't played again since they played Alabama. You know, how do you think they're going to come out this week? Well, they had, they had enough time to practice, so they should do farewell because, um, you know, they had all this time. But what uh, what I'm, I'm concerned about is uh, our rival, uh, Clemson, they're looking pretty good. Pretty good? Come on, man. I mean, I come on. They just, they, they, they just lit Louisville up over the weekend. I think they look a little bit better than pretty good, to be honest with you, uh, Damon. You know, I, 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 they they look really good. Let's, I'm gonna say that Clemson looked really good. Now, and their quarterback, I'm not even gonna say it was a surprise, but he did impress me very much. So, oh, I mean, so I know it's early, but you do you think it's Alabama and uh, Clemson once again? Round two, three. I mean, round three. I'm sorry. You know, I, I I I think we can throw Ohio State out of there. I don't think I don't think uh, Ohio State's going to be in the picture. I don't think like USC garbage. USC doesn't look good enough to um to be where they're at with the number four spot. I'm not so sure if Michigan has enough to hold on to where they're at with. Um, I think they might be number two. So. I think it could be Clemson and Alabama again. I, I I really think it could be. I don't I don't see anybody else um even in even in the hunt with with Alabama and, and Alabama really look good. I'm gonna I mean, throw they, another name out there. Uh, Penn go ahead. State. Um, I don't I don't know. And then the Lions are coming back, you know, slowly, but you know, I guess it's recruiting. Yeah, um, you know the, the Penn State. They look good, and they what they used to be. They have a serious running attack. You know, um, their running back was considered in that Heisman conversation for a minute. But I, I'm I'm not so sure. I know they are ranked in the top five, but um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to hold on and see what's going on with Penn State. And Penn State is they're ranked number five. 
But now this is the team I think we have to keep our eyes on. Oklahoma is a team that I think we have to keep our eyes on. You know, Oklahoma got a big chip on their shoulder. You know, they yeah, lost their coach. And, uh, you know, the coach, he didn't, they didn't lose him. He retired and left in a good way. You know what I mean? He, it wasn't under any kind of scandal. Uh, Stoops left under his own. He left because he wanted to leave under his conditions. It wasn't because it was a scandal or something he had did wrong or something the university had did. At least we, at least we don't know of any, any of that yet. But I think this team is still playing, in a sense, for two coaches. The one they just lost because every kid that's on that team has been recruited by him, and they're mm-hmm. playing for the coach that they have now, who seems to be a pretty good guy, too. So um, I think that's Applewhite, who's the coach um, at Oklahoma right now. But um, I think that's the team we have to keep our eyes on because they're going to always keep a good running attack, and they're going to keep some weapons on offense. And their, quarter- and their quarterback is, um, in my opinion, um, he, he um, Mayfield. He's one of the real deal. He's the real deal. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put it out there. I think I think May, um, um, Baker Mayfield is the real deal. You know, this kid threw for 331 yards uh, over the weekend, and the week before that, they they um, they beat Ohio State uh, 56-14. No, they beat uh, yeah. Tulane 56-14 this week. But the week before that, they beat Ohio State and, and pretty much knocked them out of the national championship hunt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, David, I think we're here for, and the season is still young. But before we let you get out of here, man, we got another commercial coming up. But, Damon, you know, it's some stories that the NFL, the ratings are down, and this Thursday night football just really throws a monkey wrench in the game because when you look at these uh, these NFL games on Thursday night, uh, it's 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 not a good game. Um, the actually the 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 scores are indicative of that. Um, last week, the score was 13-9 in that Thursday night game. And it really makes you wonder, um, how, 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 what, are they, what is the NFL going to do? Uh, is it, is it, it, now, the week before that, the Kansas City-New England game was 42-27. Now, that was the first game of the season, right? Very mm-hmm. first game of the season. 42-27, New England, won, New England lost, Kansas City won at New England. Now, because that was the very first game of the season, it opened the season on Thursday night. Now, now think about it. The next Thursday night game, this was after the season had already started. So these teams had actually already played a game. And when you play in a short week, you play on Sunday you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you plan on Thursday. You only have three days to recover for that game. It's very, very difficult. And we're asking a lot of these guys to go out there and play on three days recovery. That means they got to take even more injections, um, Damon, to get out there and play, man. That's, just, that's a real tough thing to do on it such is. a short time. Such that's a short time. That's what the hits they take. That's what I'm saying. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how much longer the NFL is going to have these Thursday night games, and um, how how much how much are they how much is this going to affect the viewership of the league because these people are just not watching the sport like they used to. And hey, these millennials, man, sometimes they'd rather just be on the phone 
texting. And looking at the game. <laughs> All right, Damon, man, I'll holler at you. Don't be a stranger, man. We every Monday night. All right, take care. Hey, you got it. Hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we got Red from Tampa. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info. Hey, we got Red on the line from Tampa. Red, what's going on? What's going on with you, Daryl? Thanks for having me, man. Oh, man, it's always a pleasure, man. You know, I see your Tampa Bay Buccaneers went in, um, um, took care of business, just like what they were supposed to do. They looked real good. I thought they looked really good. I thought Jameis Winston looked pretty darn good. No no interceptions, uh, 18 of 30, 204 yards. Yeah, he was as crisp as he could have been. He missed a couple of touchdowns this on Jackson, but that'll come. You know, timing, you know, repetition, all that'll come. Yeah. Running game, know, the running game didn't quite—they didn't quite meet their goal on on the ground, but I mean, it was sufficient enough to uh, get the win. That goal is 125 yards on the ground every game, no matter how they get it. So they got 117, the 125 yards. They got 107. I mean, they didn't quite meet their goal, but it was like I said, it was sufficient. You know, I, I feel you. I, I really do. You know, and and um. What's up with this tight end, man? OJ Howard is—is is, is Winston gonna target him more? You're getting implemented into the offense, man. It's a—it's a—you're getting implemented in the offense. There's a lot of people people played sparingly yesterday, especially on offense, man, because the defense was just—they—they—they they, they actually, if I'm not mistaken, they—they uh, they had beat us in time of possession. They had the ball more than we did. You know what I mean? So offense was kind of limited yesterday. You know what I mean? People yep. played sparingly, but it was a lot of players that played sparingly on defense as well, man. T.J. Ward was played sparingly. Played well, but played sparingly. You know what I mean? Chris Cotty started the game, which surprised me. But, I mean, um, 
I mean, we'll see as the year goes on. I ain't frying no chicken just yet, but um, they look they, they look pretty good. I I would agree. I thought they looked really good. I, I you know compared to what we see in the NFL. Uh, this team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is better than a whole lot of teams, and was I'm that, putting them that, up was there. That good football? I mean, just to watch. Was that just good football, or what? It was very good football to watch. If you were a Tampa yeah. Bay fan, it was extremely good football to watch. Yeah. Now you know yeah. when you look at the Chicago Bears, they really uh, appear to have a, a lack of a lot of weapons. You know, it's just, yeah, and, and yeah. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a team drop as many passes. As the that Chicago Bears did, that that, now, that, um, that was outrageous. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what to say about that. That was that's a whole other book right there. Yeah, that's I mean, it, yeah, it's a ridiculous. whole other book. That was ridiculous. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, yeah, somebody got to do some soul searching, man. That was back to back to back to back drop passes. I mean, it was just it was bad, yeah. man. One of the yeah, guys it, from St. Pete too, man. One of the guys from St. Pete, man, went to Bogey. Bellamy. Uh huh. Yesterday we had uh. You know, the Bucks got a receiver uh, from St. Pete. He went to Lakewood, but um, uh, they also had a uh, – We had he was facing the cornerback from Tampa in Vernon Hargraves. Some big yeah. area boys was uh, out there on yeah, the look, yesterday. You know, that, was, that was pretty cool to watch yesterday. You know what I mean? Uh, it was pretty good. I bet that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, man, you know, this guy Glennon, man, it, it, was, it was sad to see that um, – they know who he is, uh, they, man. They, they tried to beat that cat, man, for some years, man. They know who he was. Uh, they weren't going to let him beat him. You know what I mean? That was just, uh, I ain't going to call it, you know, I mean, that's the NFL team. They beat the NFL team yesterday, man. You know, I heard somebody talking about, oh, they ain't played nobody yet. I'm like, well, you know, I mean, you can say that. You know, you can say what you want to, really. But they in the NFL, man. That was the NFL game they won yesterday. It's one step at a time. I ain't bragging or nothing. I ain't doing no bragging. We'll see in a few weeks, man. They face the Patriots. The yeah, they do. Patriots. Yeah. Thursday and night. Th- I think Doug wow. Martin will be back for that game. A fresh Doug Martin. Well, they're going to need him. They're going to need a fresh player on that Thursday night, yeah. man. That's a really tough yeah. night to play football on a three days rest. It's yeah, really to tough to come end, off I that rest. I the last segment. I heard y'all talking about the Thursday night games, man. I mean, yeah. that's a revenue. That's like, I mean, that ain't. I, 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 if you Goodell, are you going to stop it? I don't think, I mean, he's he going to face some criticism. He already is facing criticism for it, but yeah. they ain't going to stop that Thursday night game, man. Man. That, man. That's like a wheel. It done started rolling, man. They ain't going to stop that. They they need to stop it because it's not a good performance. Players don't play well. You can tell they really don't want to be there on a Thursday night. Yeah. And, um, and, I don't, and, and when, we ever, when we start talking about the health of the players, come on, man. How could you send yeah. a guy that's not really – you know, he's not fully recovered. It takes at least four or five days to recover from a football game as far as I'm concerned. So I think, it's you know, it's not healthy for these guys yeah. to go out there on such a short rest and play a game yeah. and, and expect for us to – expect for it to be productive. You know, I just don't think yeah. it's good. Coach, coach, coach yesterday, man, he used a whole lot of roster yesterday. Man, it was, it was real impressive, man. He played the starters. And I mean, it was, he played, uh, 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 the defensive line rotation was outrageous, man. It was, I mean, he, I think he went through them all just about, man. No joke. I mean, they you know, played well together. That dude McClain, he played a lot of snaps yesterday. T.J. Ward didn't play as many snaps as I thought he would. But, I mean, he was in there. And I mean, he made key plays, too. 
You know, Red. One key play. <laughs> you're doing a little. You're doing a little dry bragging now. You know what I mean. And I'm gonna tell you, you're doing a little dry bragging. Hey, like man, you, you, hey, you bragging, but you ain't really bragging, bragging. This, you know what I mean? Analysis. This is just what this happened. Bragging man. on the sly. No, that's just analysis, man. That's just what happened. You know what I mean? I mean, these guys they came off the bench. These guys guys came off the bench, man. They played well, man. And they got some. They got some talent still uh, on injured reserve. That guy. Uh, Javian Elliott, uh, uh, they got a tight end, you Claire. Um, uh, who else was it? I think it was a defensive lineman, man. They got on, uh, that's injured right now, you know? Hey, you Red, let me Beckwith? tell you something. Did you see Kendall in, Beckwith? Red, in the fourth Ken- quarter, see, the wait, score. Wait, 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 wait. Did you see Kendall Beckwith? What was this? Kendall Beckwith played that linebacker spot that, 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 that's been. Hard, so hard to feel with Levante David and Quan Alexander. They've just been replacing that guy, replacing that guy. Did you see Kendall Beckwith? Linebacker LSU. I think it was a uh, third-round pick, fourth-round pick this year. I see. Rookie. Yeah, five, five yeah. solo tackles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, five yeah. tackles. Yeah, no yeah. sacks. Kendall yeah, Beckwith. five, five solo tackles. Yeah. Kendall Beckwith played with that fire right there. It's going to be hard on some people, man. They're going to recognize this linebacker crew, man. All right, well, you got to recognize that defensive line, man. I think that's the strength of the, the Buccaneers yeah, to man. me. Yeah, it's I their know defensive that's, I know line. That's right. Them boys, yeah. they, they brought mean, yesterday. Yeah, and that guy, Gerald McCoy, is a real deal, man. I mean. Yeah, he didn't get the sacks, but he had more quarterback hurries than anyone yeah, yesterday. He puts pressure. He brings pressure every play. But, <laughs> but Ray, I'm, I'm going to say this because we got to get out of here. We're almost at the end of the show. Ray, mm-hmm. the score was mm-hmm. 29 to nothing. Late into the fourth quarter. Now, Red. Yep. And they couldn't preserve the shutout. They couldn't preserve the shutout. Now, Red, let me ask you a question. Do you think he's going to play half those players against the New England Patriots when the score is 21 12 and you guys might be down? I don't a, know, man. I don't know, man. Coach. I don't Coach, see uh, it happening. He, he's, 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 he, he, maybe he wants to see what some of them better. guys can do. He, hey, listen, he's getting to know his roster better, I think. I'm not speaking for him, but, I mean, just from what I'm looking at, he's getting to know his, his rosters and what these guys can and cannot do, what they're good at and what they know good at. You know what I mean? And it's situational. You know what I mean? It's situational ball. You're talking about the Patriots? Patriots don't have no real – I mean, can you name the, – the, the biggest wide receiver they got now is Brandon Cooks, man. The rest of them guys is like 5'10". They got Hogan. And most of them is and most of them is hurt right now. Edelman hurt. Oh, uh, uh, Hogan. Amendola. Amendola is hurt. Amendola is hurt. All of them guys is hurt. I mean, if they're back for uh, in three weeks, I mean, hey, more power to them. But um, it, it's all situational, man. I mean, it, it, it's going to be some situation. We got some guys to check them. I think we got some guys to check them. All I'm saying is that. There's no way he would have played that many people if he would have been playing New England the first game and the score was not 29 to nothing late I, on. Well, the like I said, That's why he emptied his bench, man. Come on. Most coaches empty their bench when it's, it's 29 to nothing. Of course you're going to rotate the defensive line. You got to do that. I mean, because... Uh, ah, we know that. They're going to play six defensive linemen at least that many. Every game. Yeah, at least. That's going to happen. And I'm talking about the Every game. But you're not... But you defensive line was bringing it. You might bring a. The only you guy might, that got you might a bring a, a, It was a second stringer. Uh, uh, Noah Spence 
He was the only oh. one to get a sack yesterday. He's second string, man. He's I, I, have, string. I have no problem with that. But like I said, yeah. he wouldn't. He probably wouldn't touch the field no more than special team if the score hadn't been 29 to nothing at, at, in the fourth quarter. And it's nothing oh, wrong no. with him playing every player he can when the score is 29 to nothing in the fourth quarter. But I think I think the time. Uh, it's nothing wrong with the Buccaneers playing as many players as they can when the score is 29 to nothing in the fourth quarter. But let it, let's see what happens. Let's see how many players he play against New England Pitch. That, that, that dude McLean, that dude McLean, he don't start. He ran that back. He ran that interception back in the first half. Okay. They won 29 nothing then. They was making in the first half, on. the score was 26 to nothing. I'm talking about one of them interceptions that got ran back. That was the first half. The score was 26 to nothing, man, in the first half. <laughs> All right? I'm just telling okay, you that. Okay. Okay? And if anything, we should be on the on the Buccaneers case for only scoring three points in the second half. Well, and, and check this out. Again, I'm going to bring it I'm going to say it one more time. It's situational. These boys is down running the ball. They know they can't run the ball. I think they had... 20 yards rushing all day. They know they can't run the ball. So what do you do, coach? You got to throw the ball. My coach knows these people finna throw the ball. Right? So they put these yeah. extra DBs in there. Okay. And that's what happened. Exactly. That's exactly right what happened. I mean, it's a situation. They, they, they probably wouldn't have been playing if it wasn't 21 nuts. put them in there because it was 21 nuts. <laughs> how, hey, how about that analysis? At Red, you got me on that one. They play the nickel and the dime package. You know what I mean? Yeah, and when you, you can't, when, you, when you can't run the ball and you're already behind by three touchdowns, right. you got to throw the ball. So they got the nickel and the dime package. You have to run the ball game. just to keep the defense honest, but I mean, with no success. But I mean, you have right. to at least give the illusion that you're going to run the ball. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't know. That was pretty good, man. 20 yards rushing? Hey, I, 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 I don't I like got it, no juggernaut running back back there, but uh, we'll see one. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I think we'll see a couple of them this Sunday in Minnesota. Rome to Minnesota. I, I I like it, man. I really do. Yeah, Rome yep. to Minnesota. I like it a lot. Yeah. Hey, we're well, red. Don't be a stranger, man. We're here every Monday night, eight and nine o'clock. VoiceAmerica.com, Sports Info. Yeah, man. We'll pick this up again next week, cause. I love it, man. I love it. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> we'll holler at you, man. All right, bro. Hey, take care. Much love, brother. Peace. Love you back, bro. Later. All right. All right. Hey, that was Red calling us, and um, he giving us a, he he always give us these Tampa Bay updates. You know, uh, he's talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And what's up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? You know, but hey, we got a lot. And we only have a lot of love for that um, for that red over there in Tampa. And like, and, he, and from what I understand, he made it through the storm pretty good. But we got to get out of here, guys. Uh, time is running out. But um, Jerry Sandusky pleads guilty to child sex crimes, and. And I'm actually talking about um, Jerry Dunn Sandusky, the son of Coach Sandusky. Uh, uh, Jeff Jeffrey Sandusky is a son of Jerry Sandusky, and 
Jerry Sandusky uh, is already in prison for sex crimes against children. And now here his son has pled guilty to child sex crimes. Man, 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 man. You know, it makes you wonder what happened to this young man as a child. What would make him do something like this after his father is in prison for the same kind of crimes. When you see your father and you see your father put your family through so much, Jeffrey, how could you get yourself involved in something like this? Please guilty to 14 counts of child sex abuse. Wow. We talked about this story earlier on the show, and I don't even really like to talk about this kind of stuff, but I think we all need to have an idea of what's going on in the world of sports, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Hey, we'll be back next week with more sports information. And guys, keep everybody in your prayers It's going through these storms in Florida and Texas. And hey, and pray for us because we're bracing ourselves for another storm that's out there in the, in the Atlantic Ocean. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.